Welcome to the Shoot to Hunt podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Avery. Ryan Avery. And my color commentator today is Jake Mushady. <laughs> Are you ready? I've been ready since 9 a.m., sir. How fat is your ass today? I knew that was coming, and, I, and I, I'm embarrassed. You know, because you, you never want to say it can never happen. I mean, you know, the chances of getting violently murdered by a bunny are low, <laughs> but, but never zero. We're bringing up some straight bullshit. Dude, if it ain't hunting clothes, my wife buys who, it for me. But your, your wife bought that color for you? I just said, give me some Crocs. She's just way too comfortable with your gayness then. Gosh, I got a really long tongue. <laughs> well, you know, people, you know, content and, and what do they say? Quality and consistency is key. Well, we're going to bring consistency, but we don't know if we're bringing quality. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, That's we, perfect. Literally, before we hit the button, we're like, well, we don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. We had a rough we game do. plan, but... Uh, we do. What we shoot. What? Yeah, we've been asked several times between emails and PMs and Rockslide what Jake and I are going to shoot. What we shot previously and what we're going to shoot this year. Before we get started, though... You don't spend a lot of time in the gym, and I know you're trying to lose weight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm glad you asked this question. How are you doing with that? Great. Really? Yeah. Are you still doing, like, the fasting thing? Yeah. It's like, working, huh? I'm, yeah, I'm, like, 206. So I got to really step Shh, on it. Damn it. So I got to fucking get... Was I gotta, it, like, five weeks? Five weeks, but I have another plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have some last-minute fucking liposuction. Yeah. So I've been trying not to eat until, like, between four and eight. Okay. And it's working. That's just the gap. Eight or four hours. And, and yeah. I'm not going to say I cut out, I still drink caffeine. I still drink a sugar free Red Bull. I'm addicted. Try to drink water. I've cut out the soda. I drink like sparkling water, like the bubbly or whatever the fuck it's called. Or, and I feel pretty fucking gay drinking that shit. <laughs> but I've been drinking it. So, and I've been trying to climb. Like I've, we've been, me and Tanya have been climbing the hill, not all the way to the top all the time. We climbed the blocks a lot. Okay. So nice. So in, in that four hour block, are you allowed to eat whatever the fuck you want? Yeah, but I try to fucking not have any carbs. Hmm. Yeah, nice. Try. Nice. Try not to have any carbs. Huh. You know, you're welcome to join us at the gym. Fuck that. We just did stepper on uh Tuesday. We did stepper 45 minutes at number six. <sighs> Dude, the sweat just fucking pours. What's your like average day? Have you ever tracked your steps today? No. Uh-uh. You're not that kind of guy. Well, I know that. I think Apple, I think all phones actually have an app. In yeah. There. I could probably look. Was yeah, that in like the medical? Pedometer? No, it's like start to the P. Like You think it's just built in? Yeah, yeah, it is. P, uh, we're going to start by typing pedo. It's <laughs> Dear Lord. Pedo. You fucking pedo. But it come up. Yelp, Yelp pedicure. It's in here. It's pedometer. That one. How do you spell that shit? P, I can't see that shit. Spell it. It's P E D O M E T E R. Yeah, it ain't in every phone. Like I didn't even turn mine on ever. It works because I get my steps off my watch. Yeah, I don't. I don't have that shit. Oh, you gotta download it. It's, yeah. it's pedo meter it, <laughs> <laughs> plus plus. I thought it did it anyway. I thought it has like a health. I thought it did it anyway anymore. Yeah, there's no. a health one. Oh, there you go. See, under health. How many? Like how many fucking steps you got? All right, let's see. Let's see. I'm sure it's got a uh, like days here. Let's do a week. See, we don't oh, always see, have. I don't your, even do much. No, dude, but you don't always have your phone. Like every time <clears throat> I see your phone, it's sitting somewhere. Oh, exactly. so it has to be on you to track yeah. you. That's why I use. My and I don't have my phone on me when I do the stepper and shit too. So I see what you're saying. I've been trying to do a minimum of ten a day, but I've had a few twenty. But I need a lot more twenty k's a day. That's my six-month average, according to my phone. Yeah, but you, like I said, yeah. your phone's not always on you. Anyways, huh. what I was getting at is you walk around a lot. You move yeah. a lot. If you're working out in the morning, I just fucking hate. I despise gyms. I don't walk slow either. No. It doesn't matter if I'm going to take a piss and it's not even a rush. I'm in a hurry. I sit around a lot. <laughs> So I got to get my shit in. <laughs> I, t- I tell people this all the time. If I didn't hunt, I'd be four bills and happy. <laughs> oh, shit. I tell my, my my daughter will like walk around the house like lurch. I'm like walk with a fucking purpose. Get to where it is that you're going. 
Like you're literally wasting your life on the way to where you're going right now. Just fucking get there. <laughs> I picture like that. And people that stop in walkways and shit. Yeah. Drives me insane. Like you, you're in a walkway right now, not moving. Always drives me nuts. If you're in a place and you know, it's a busy place and you're going to stop right in the fucking middle. It's irritating. You just want to fucking shoulder them. One of my other pets. So she, she took this office over here now and yeah. she leaves that fucking cabinet door open all the time. Oh my God. Drives me fucking crazy. I think, oh, yeah. I think this guy Luke does it too. You wouldn't like me. I leave shit open all the time. Oh man. All right. So tell us about this rifle on the table. <clears throat> it looks really nice. All right. That is a seven PRC plus P and it's shooting one eighty E on the M's at 3000 feet per second out of a 22 inch barrel. Gotcha. That is pretty stout because we is. were running 30, 30, 30, 40. Out of a 30-inch barrel. 30-inch barrels. They whacked. Those 190s, them. though. This is 180s. Little, little difference there. Yeah. Not but a I big mean, difference. You take eight inches off, and you still freaking are running at three yeah. grand. That's How? like nine pounds all decked out. It's got an XLR chassis, um, Vesper Action, Vesper Medium. We actually painted the carbon barrel on this. We did some. I've already, <laughs> I've actually already sold probably three rifles like that just by putting that up on the YouTube there. But we painted that carbon barrel. Turned out real nice. Atlas Cal bipod, Area 419, ARCA adapter on there, uh, Night Force NX8 C624, and then all the other goodies. Um, have you painted do you cer you Cerakote or paint? Cerakote. I say paint, but it's always Cerakote. How, like, I always wonder, how do you do that with the resin? You mean like when you cook it? Yeah, how do you cook that with the All resin? Right, so we got we got two big ovens, and normally, if it's just a standard aluminum part, it's going to cure at 300 degrees Fahrenheit, mm -hmm. and it takes a short amount of time. Any carbon or scope-type items, we do it at 130 degrees Fahrenheit for a longer period of time. Uh, there are other... So this is for H-series Cerakote. There are other air-cure Cerakotes for high-temp items like a suppressor, yeah. and they literally actually set out for three days... And they have to cure that way. So low and slow again. You can't have it at real cold temperatures. But yeah, so there's an air cure version that is high temp. The H series is the two-part epoxy that, that you know, you cook in the oven. So we just do any carbon items will be low and slow like a pork butt. <laughs> <laughs> and you see no difference in the like the strength or scratch off strength or anything between no, the two? No, I don't think so. Gotcha. Yeah. We're always still just learning, but we don't have returns, feedback, that kind of stuff. I've never seen what the fuck camouflage is that. I've never seen it. We're calling it multicam variant. I think one or two, but we've done this several times since this is actually the first customer. He had a previous build that we finished for him. And, uh, he was the first one to bring in a picture like that. We really like it. And, uh, <laughs> like fucking Luke's flashing around. It was Ryan on time. Thing. You were, were you here before 10? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you we, were on time. Yeah, we didn't have the nine o'clock setup, Luke. We had an ish because we have a one o'clock meeting. One o'clock meeting. Yeah, I, I do like how he puts it up there in Canva in pink. <clears throat> it does suit you. Yeah. After I saw your Crocs, you got on it, down there. My Crocs are fucking Mandalorian. I don't even know what that is. What does that mean? What is a Mandalorian? It's on Star Wars, bro. There's no way it. a fucking thing on Star Wars was wearing teal Crocs. It's his camouflage. But you chose it in the gayest color available. That's the fucking camouflage. That he doesn't wear. Can you uh, see we're that? looking at Mandalorian. Show that? me that croc on that Mandalorian up there. Look up Mandalorian camo. It might be close to like the the fucking baby Yoda color right there. I don't know where it came from. It's the Mandalorian though. Um, no, I'm telling you, it's the cam. It may be the camo pattern, but there was like five colors to choose from, and you choose oh, you chose the gayest one. You're you're under the impression that I shop. <laughs> <laughs> this dude, if this ain't hunting clothes, my wife buys who, it for me. But your your wife bought that color for you. I just said, give me some Crocs. She's just way too comfortable with your gayness. Then oh, she's just way too. I got a really long tongue. <laughs> <laughs> she's good. <laughs> we fucking good lord. Hey, this is supposed to be hey, PG. Put in. Wait, where? <laughs> Put in Mandalorian camo, Luke. I don't. I don't know. That is the Mandalorian there, and he wearing no camo. Fuck! I don't even see it. I've been lied to my whole life. I think so. Hold on, let me get this croc up here to show the people. Maybe it was like uh, Jabba the Hut. Oh yeah, they can, there's the color. Look at that fucking teal. That has nothing to do with Mandalorian. Make sure you comment in the video how fucking sexy those are. <laughs> you don't have your little headlights on there right now. Oh, dude, I lost one. I had. Oh. I found it, though. I, fa I walked the dogs out in that park. Uh huh. And I, Tanya was and you amazed. You walked past it? I fucking walked right by it. Oh, shit. It. 
So Crocs, I'm going to tell people a secret. Want a tech tip for backpack hunting? <sighs> Crocs. If you fucking wear Crocs all summer. Bare feet. You fucking don't get blisters. This shit gives you calluses. Mm-hmm. Tech tip, dude. I have weird dinosaur feet. They don't work for me. You can't wear Crocs? I have that side nub and the back nub. I have like basically built-in bone spurs that look like they're supposed to be there, but they're not. It messes with me on boots pretty good. Really? Shoes. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. told me that. Well, I've one been... for the Crocs. It's right here. <clears throat> There's a nub right there. Apparently, and this that is piece of that croc. This is foot day on the podcast. That croc will rub right there Dude, until you, that's gone. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, basically, Jake's got a bone on the side of his foot because he well, didn't he even evolve. Saw the other one. That's the other one right there. See, that's the big fucker right there. He didn't evolve when he was born. They whacked his tail off when he came out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got extra bones in my foot. If they were to x ray that shit, that's probably what it is. Oh, that's weird. I never heard anybody that can't wear Crocs. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if you can wear them and you wear them diligently every day all summer, if you can, I can. And dude, you know, they fucking toughen your feet up. That must be like a qualification for you to take on a, no, a new business, new role, new job, right? Like, can I wear Crocs to work? Two things. <laughs> Two things. They're fucking deal breakers. Do I have to put pants on before noon? <laughs> and can I wear Crocs? Uh-huh. And can Buzz come? Yeah, definitely. So there you go. This checks all those boxes. Oh, yeah. You want to employ me? Oh, so uh, a good customer of ours brought a new bottle in yesterday. Check that out. It's veteran owned. <clears throat> Read that bottle for the listeners there. The top. It's a very nice, slim bottle. Kind of reminds me of me. <laughs> very slim. I'll like like, like oh, a tree. Oh, yeah. Like a fucking tree. Long and lanky. <laughs> <laughs> and it says oh. veteran owned. It says Southern Cross high proof bourbon whiskey, 45% wheat. Yes. It's from Durham, North Carolina. Hell yeah. And it's Thank it. you, Frank. If you listen to this. Yeah, this is a sexy bottle. And the top says, may you find your way. It's pretty cool. He said, he was telling me basically that you couldn't get that. You couldn't get it direct for a while. Now, now you can get it direct and uh, he buys it by the case and gives them as gifts. But it's, it's a, you know, 150 ish bottle. Damn. It's nice. Hell yeah. So next time you get your drinking buddies in here. Oh, it's even got some like that casket residue stuff in there. Yeah. Like you get with the other crown. Mm-hmm. About to give it a shot. Frank also claimed the first flagship build we do with that new uh, that new thing we're working on. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. So literally the first one's already sold. and You haven't even made it yet. He wants to be number one. It's always good to be number one. <laughs> All right. And so if, what? And if he gives you whiskey, that's a good friend. He's a good dude. Real good, dude. All right, what? Do, yeah, what do we shoot? And it's kind of a loaded question because I, I, name of the game is Rockstar. I change rifles like I change underwear. Yes. So that's the fucking truth. Let's start with you because you have a smaller. We're pool. actually building on your fucking rifle. I don't even know what you're doing right now, and we well, do all your shit. And I you. bring shit in today to change <laughs> stuff. That that's not for me. I'm, Every day you walk in here, you got something new in your head. Oh, look at this new stocky uh, stock for the Tico. We're doing a new rifle on that. And then you bring another right. We need to change this stock to a different stock because we're movers and shakers, Jake. Yeah, I like I like having a rifle that I know shoots, and then you just keep that rifle. That's I say that. Knock on wood. That's what I want to do with this little six UM I'm going to build. Mm-hmm. But let's start with yours because you do this have this is going to be one. the one that trumps all the others. This is going to be the one. I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> I'm not going to take the scope. Here's what happens: you review shit, you try shit. So I end up playing fucking multiple scope game, you know, like musical yeah. scope chair. Yeah. And I end up putting a scope on this and that, and then it's back off to this. I don't want to do that more. I'm going to fucking build it, and it's just going to fucking kill shit. Think of it like you're 300 <laughs> rum. Yes. It's just going to whack and stack. I hate that word. I hate that term, but that's what it's going to do. Stacking so, bodies. So from yours, let's go back the last two years. What have you used? Well, first, I'm pretty, I'm pretty new to the hunting scene anyway, so that might be all of it, but... Yeah, but I mean, it's it's got a good it's got a uh, good kill to shot ratio. I've had a, I've had a thirteen pound three hundred Norma that about killed me going to a specific spot with a, a a one Ryan Avery who did not tell me the height could potentially kill me. I just kind of walked ways. in there with a heavy ass gun. Jake had a lot lot of lot of gun weight and a lot of pack weight. Yeah, that was a twenty eight inch barreled uh, three hundred Norma shot really well. I've had I've had a fierce. I've had a fierce no, hey, I've had a fierce fury rifle and a seven rim mag. I don't remember that gun. I've had a Bergara HMR and a six five Creedmoor. That was my first rifle ever. 
that's what got you into starting. That's, yeah, that was that the was building the block to unknown munitions. It, it fucking was, actually. Huh. Yeah, 6.5 uh, Creed. Uh, wasn't really good at load development and whatnot back then, but we did our own 1,000-yard milk jug challenge. We went out in the fucking desert and hung milk jugs, and I hit one. So that was pretty good at the time. I hit one off of like a plastic bench that we brought out to shoot off of. We weren't even laying down. No shit. Yeah, so that worked out pretty good. So you started with the Bergera, then the Fierce was next. <clears throat> yep, Fierce was next, and then the 300 Norma was the first custom rifle. Um, then we built Mason a 7 Som, and we had a blue 300 PRC, and then came the 300 Rum. And that's been pretty the much the go-to rifle for, and it's been, we've been hunting now for what, maybe five years. So the 300 Rum has really been the rifle that stuck around. Then we built 33 XCs last year. That one's done really well. And then right now, uh, we're finishing up a 6.5 Psalm Improved plus P for Jessica, the missus. When you say Jessica, is this going to be a, I say Tanya and this every, then I shoot the game. <laughs> so is this going to be a Jessica slash Mason Jake? I told, her, uh, I told her she can't paint it anything like your Crocs. That way I can carry it and use it. <laughs> a side note what what is wrong with teal teal is a gay color <laughs> that's fucking it happy you mean if you got like fuchsia if you got something that's fuchsia colored and you got to say this is fuchsia color fuchsia is fucking pink like that letter no fuchsia okay. is like fuchsia is like a romantic purple huh. you know if you type in fuchsia there luke Dude, pink. F-U-S-C-H-I-A, something like that. I mean, I don't know what general neutral means anymore, <clears throat> but if you were to say yellow or teal or kind of general neutral. If my son <laughs> if my son were to come in the house with some Crocs like that, I'd make him go out back and throw them away. <sighs> That's fuchsia. See, I just told you it's romantic I'm gonna purple. Need, hey, I'm going to need you to type in, Luke, the three gayest colors. <laughs> This is not on topic. I know. Well, I guess we're talking about rifle. We're talking paint about job. rifle. We're paint talking about job. a lady's rifle under the, under the guise of a lady's rifle. That's really for us. Oh, I knew it was going to bring up the rainbow flag. I just wanted to see if Luke could bring up the rainbow. You flag. know, Google ain't going to let a search come up that says what is the gayest colors. Well, for the for the gays, that's a that's a <laughs> terms of endearment. So they're trying to figure out how to be gay. So they yeah, it's like. I guess when we use it, it's derogatory, but it really just meant yeah. happy. So, I yeah. mean, they just used the word and fucked it up. So, gay is the word gay is not PC? What are we supposed well, to say? Well, you can't say that's gay. Be oh. That, that's like saying you're retarded. Uh, you're not supposed to say that. Well, I can say with 100% certainty that that crop color is gay. <laughs> uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to disagree. Okay. Gender. Well, fuck, you're wearing neutral. them, so I hope you disagree. Strong in my manhood. There you go. Hey, confidence is great. I don't, I just wear shit. If Tanya gets fuck, I'd probably wear pink ones if she fucking handed me. <laughs> I don't shop unless it involves hunting. I don't shop for it. Nice. Yeah. So going back, so yeah, so that six five Som improved plus P is the Mrs. Rifle. After she blew my eardrum out with that rum, killing that bear. Well, yeah, that's not going to happen again. It's got that Ultra Five on there. Suppressor. Oh, Ultra Five. Yeah, Ultra Five. Twenty. Twenty. 22-inch barrel, spiral fluted benchmark number five, Manners LRH stock, Ooh, Manners Vesper, I'm sorry, yeah, Vesper medium. What do you think that'll come in at? That's interesting because this will be the first one since we got that new reamer that technically matches your 6UM, but it's the 6.5 kind of UM. I mean, so. like weight-wise, that'll oh, be it's seven light, pounds, light as fuck. six and a half. Right now it's light, yeah. Huh. Really light. And then are you... And that's going to be Jess's. You're going to shoot 156s or 147s? <clears throat> Either one. Whichever one will shoot the best. Either one's a fucking killer. Probably start with the 156. Yeah. But if you imagine for a moment that the 6.5 SOM already has a case capacity advantage over a 6.5 PRC, we have a lot of numbers for 6.5 PRC, like 156 out of a 22-inch barrel at 3,000. Yeah, mine was 2980. 2980. So if we know that's a number, we know we have the same length barrel. 6.5 SOM has, you know, maybe 5% more case capacity than a PRC, plus we improved the shoulder to 40, yeah. plus we plus peed it. So you're looking at probably 50 to 100 more over the case design advantage, and then another maybe 100 from the plus P. Yeah, you were looking at 100 just from the SOM, not, not 175, from, just from the SOM to the PRC. 
from, from going from the PRC to the SOM, and then not only that, but the SOM to the SOM improved shoulder. Yep. That's already a big advantage, maybe 10% over a PRC total between the two the two changes, and then the, the plus P on top of that. So, I mean, if we're into the 31, if we're a 3100, and so the 33XC is 3100, the RUM is 3100, this one's going to be 3100. I see a pattern. Yeah. Okay, so this will be done when? It is in Cerakote right now. This is the gun we're going to do that 10-shot group off of. It is. Video yes. It. Yes. Then we do cold bore, and we're going to do um, 10 shots in a row. So We're going to do a... It's going to be... It's a hot zero versus a cold, cold zero. zero. That is the title of the fucking test. And then I'm going to do it with my 6 year We're going to do it... back. Like, we're going to do it back to... Like, not back to back. We're going to do it more than one time. Yeah. Yeah. And then you asked... Uh, who were we just... We were just talking to somebody about this. Oh, Cornelius, I think, said he'd do it. Oh, yeah. Is that who we were That's talking right. to? Yep. Yeah. And maybe do it. Yeah, we'll have to ask him. Not with a two two three though. No, that's too fucking simple. Has yeah. to do something he's gonna hunt with. Yeah. Has to be hunting rifle. No, because he'll fucking hunt with that too. Yeah, but I mean, it has to be a normal person's hunting rifle. Uh, and I say that, and people on that two two three thread will be, ah, oh, no. I mean, here's the deal. I you don't have to explain to me. I know I don't a two know two three. This fucking shit. I know a two two three will kill shit, but I want to be able to shoot eight nine thousand twelve hundred yards. Yeah. And that's limitation to me is about four hundred yards with that two two three. Yeah. But anyways, so you're going to get that done. Yes. And, and then you're going to build another rifle for you. Yes. Yeah. So I think that I think that 6.5 Salmon Proof Plus P will hit the 3100-ish range with a 156 with a 22-inch barrel. Now we have a 6.5 slash 7 PRC improved. So this, the longer 7 PRC case, neck down to 6.5, improved shoulder with a plus P. That will, in a medium Vesper, be the most dangerous 6.5 you could build. What's the coal? Well, we know that our 198 tip on a 7 PRC was like 3.350. So, I mean, it may be 3.3. I'm sure this will fit in a normal 3.250 medium setup for other guys. So, so let's just go off the same thing as the 6.5 Salmon Proved. Where do you think with a 22-inch barrel that'll lay with a 156? Probably between 32 and 3300 probably closer to 33 i imagine we're around a 58 we're about 58 grains to 59 of n565 in a 65 prc yep. we're about 10 more than that in a 7 prc and then if you increase to the psalm and increase to the improved this is not a psalm technically so just increasing to the improved you're going to be maybe 12 grains more over those other numbers with the same bullet. Oh, yeah, you're going to send it. That's going to be pretty cool. And I'm going to put that on the Pro Hunter Manor stock. Do you think, like, I already know the answer to this. I'm just kind of throwing this out there to the listeners. Is That literally, with a 156 or a 147, is a, just a, it's like a number, a 10 wind gun. And it's like, you're still going to have probably around 2,000 feet per, 1,800 feet per second at like 1,400 yards. Yeah. So legitimately, if you follow the velocity impact, terminal velocity trail, you're deadly out to 1,400 yards mm. with a 6.5. Be cool. Yeah, that's like you're getting 200 more yards <coughs> than the UM with a bigger bullet. It'll be better than the UM, yeah. Well, it won't be because I'm more recoil. <laughs> We'll have to, okay, when we get done with that, we have a lot of videos, a lot of podcasts to hear. Oh, we'll have to run that in the WES, to, and we'll have to run that in a recoil calculator. To I see think we could literally take, because you know, it ain't about the 6UM, it's, it's about the bullet and the velocity. Yeah. But we could take a 156 at 3100 and 3300 to see what it's going to do already, but it's going to be good. I just know I shot, like I told you, you were with, well, you weren't with me, but you're on the hunt with me. When I shot that elk at 906, mm -hmm. dude. It was devastating with a 156. No, sorry, that was a 147. 147 yeah. Devastating yeah. to that elk. I hit it twice. I mean, I didn't know I, where I hit it the first time, but the second time I hit it, was a chew can-sized group. One took out the heart, one took out the lungs. Mm -hmm. But you're literally increasing that by 350 feet per second. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. So, so those will be the two new rifles for this year. We're never going to get rid of the rum. And then uh, the XC, I do enjoy shooting the XC, and we, we definitely did the killing with it. Um, that's about as big as you ever want to go, and I think it's a I think it's a badass truck gun. 
if you're gonna be driving around the truck and you might see an elk at 1500 the then you're gonna the xc xc is a good gun anywhere it is a good gun <laughs> i agree like if you're gonna walk in you know a long ways and you want to be able to shoot a long ways that's all great but if you have some other choices that are going to get the job done the point is that we went all the way to the biggest possible there and, mm. and you know it's not necessary yeah and if you're honest it's not fun to shoot i mean it's oh no it kicks you yeah yeah you know what you're shooting yep i was shooting the 223 and that the other day like i was telling you mm. and oof, if you shoot that 223 <laughs> first or a six green more then you go to that i have a 10 and a half pound 33 xc it's like getting kicked by a mule man this what we shoot thing should probably happen every year what we do what we did last yeah. year what's coming up and then you i assume at some point we're going to settle on well you may never settle on anything but i'm going to try to sell it but 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 here's the caveat after i said that i like the idea of that six five seven prc yes I, that once one, we get numbers yeah it's there's a lot to like there. recoil won't be tremendously bad medium action we're filling up the medium action medium action also fits on a Tika. Yeah. Yeah. That'll work in a Tika yep. build too. And it fucking is legitimately, th that's what I'm looking at. The least amount of recoil for the most amount of velocity with a heavy bullet. Mm -hmm. And that would be sexy. Hopefully somebody makes a 160 bullet of some type. I think you can get them like if you want to shoot a mono, but I would not suggest no, that. No, definitely not that weight either. Like a burger. Yep. Somebody make a 160. That's a normal killing bullet. <laughs> We need a 126 mil and we need a 165 65 bullet. Mm. That BC would be great in a 165. Mm. All right. Is that it from you? Uh, yeah, I'm not very exciting. You know, That's I, exciting. we only, we only own a couple rifles despite all the shit going on around you. I'm not a, I'm not a 50 rifle type of guy. I like good tools and I like them to, if it's not working no more, I don't want it no more. Yeah. There's a, what's that saying? I don't, don't like something. If it get, ain't broke, don't fix no. it. The man that only uses one rifle probably fucking knows how to use it. There you go. It's not exactly how it goes, but uh, it's yeah. paraphrasing. I know. I know how to shoot that 300 rum. The 300 rum is deadly. Yeah. I took it out. I had a gun problem two years ago, and I took it out and just shot it a couple of times. I thought I was going to use it for hunting, and it it's a freaking killer. Uh, it's still, you say it's boring. I don't know. I think that 6.5 PRC, 6.57 PRC is going to be sick. Yeah. And the six, the problem with the six five psalm already is what we discussed earlier today. Where we went to the back of your warehouse and dug out all your six five, six five psalm ammo. Is finding six five psalm ammo is going to be the biggest <coughs> part. We can use seven psalm. But. It was really surprising this last run of ADG brass. Not only what we pre-sold for brass, but what ADG ran for production. So we had a massive order in just because we use a lot of it. Um, and ADG cut back their production numbers huge, which means that they didn't have orders on their end to back up a large production run. Now we get a percentage, so our percentage changes depending on what they do for production. Mm -hmm. So that hurt us pretty good. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know, really thinking about it, I don't know who's really shooting 6.5 PRCs, mm -hmm. or 6.5 so I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, certain gunsmiths will. Uh, the the six five PRC is so popular, it yeah. outshines just the way that a three hundred PRC outshines a three hundred wind mag. Yeah. Um. Even though the six five SOM has a bit more capacity, there's not a lot of factory ammo options out there, and also not a lot of brass manufacturers. Peterson should be Peterson's adding seven and six five SOM coming soon, so that is going to help. But uh, you know, seven SOM from Norma really hurt that whole scene. Seven SOM is infinitely more popular but i believe that seven prc will begin to outshine that also going forward with new builds yeah you'll have i'm sure uh, the bench resters and the freaking mm -hmm. i think it's f class maybe i'm wrong they love the 300 short mag seven psalm mm -hmm. probably keep it alive but there's really nobody using six five psalms on a large scale no that i know of no no, no. chris brown you know certain gunsmiths like chris right. brown built right. a lot of them because they like the cartridge. Oh, I like the cartridge. That's why we built this UM on it. But it's, I mean, and don't fret. You can still neck down the seven psalm, which mm -hmm. isn't going away anytime soon. Mm -hmm. But I was surprised when we were back there like fucking scavengers looking for a six, five psalm yeah. brass because we have a bunch of, you guys have a bunch of UM orders coming through. Yeah. Six UM orders coming through. Yeah. I wonder so, who's responsible for that. I don't know. Birdie <laughs> told me. But you gotta, hey, let's talk about that a little bit. If you're going to... 
full service. You can buy loaded ammo. You could buy loaded ammo, but you could buy fire formed. Yeah. So we'll do just fired brass just after firing. That'll be three fifty a piece. Uh, fired and reworked, ready to load in a UM box will be four fifty a piece. And yeah, the brass will have the dies, all that good stuff. And once it's in stock, and you know, we'll normally carry all this stuff. So yep, we're talking six UM. And uh, we just gave the original 6UM to Nick so he can fire for him. Yeah. And this is 6 SOM improved, dubbed the UM. I don't even know what a 6 SOM improved is. I only know what a fucking 6UM is. <laughs> it is the 6UM. Okay. Is it UM Unknown Munitions or Ultra MAGA? MAGA? It's definitely not Ultra MAGA. Yeah, like... 6UM has a good ring to it. Uh-huh. 6 SOM improved doesn't too, no that's not a lot. sexy we All only right. named that because when we went to order the reamer they had never specced a reamer for that before correct yeah so we'll, you know that kind of opened the door for oh let's put a name on it is there how many do you think there's six five seven prcs are out there i imagine there's probably you know gunsmiths maybe got ahead of the maybe way before way before us there but i think that a standard six five seven is probably going to be fairly popular i don't know about the improved version or plus p and things like that also on it but is that something you'll also sell fire form if somebody wants it yes yes i think any of those so we have a 338 lapua improved reamer that we also have matched with and dies to if you're going to build a rifle for a guy and it's a it's some type of wildcat generally you want to supply them dies and brass or you know just sell yeah. them the brass and the dies and let them do it on their own yeah I also saw one particular gunsmith make a six seven PRC, which is oh really fucking gonna get it. <laughs> That's a lot. I that, think we're on the cusp of the max for a six right now with the UM. Yeah, because you're taking that. You're taking that to right now. The six UM is about the barrel life of twenty eight nozzler, mm-hmm. and you put that in a seven PRC, which is about ten grains bigger. Yeah. You're looking at like. <laughs> I don't, it's, it's even worse than like a, I think a 240 Weatherby is bigger well the fucking if the 115 is already going 33 to 3400 feet per second what more do you need yeah and that's I'm I think I can get 32 I'm, we all talk about this build in a minute but with a 16 and a half inch barrel yeah I think I can get 3200 feet per second what's this half inch bullshit well uh, I talked <laughs> this is simply because of the freaking can <laughs> they, I, they said it's a 16 inch barrel no no. It's 16 and a half. 16 and a half. <laughs> this goes back to the fucking comment about the SBR. That com- uh, did you see I replied to that? I'm like, well, we ain't talking about ARs here. No, we're not talking about SBRs. We're talking about bolt guns. Yeah. And just the shorter than average barrel, even though it's still legal at 16, it's shorter than average. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the 16 and a half is because I talked to, I want to run that diligent defense on there. Suppressor. Uh-huh. And they're like, closer to 17 would look a lot better than 16. I'm not blowing that can up. How long is it? The can's seven inches, but I mean, oh, okay. blowing the can up. Oh, okay, I see what you From the pressure. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was just telling Taylor, I was like, when that barrel comes back, because it's 18 inches. Uh-huh. I was like, let's run 16 and a half. And he said the same thing. What's the half matter? Well, what did you pick the half for? You still didn't say. Did you tell me? No, because they said closer to 17 inches oh, for the pressure on the can would I be see. better. I see. And I said, You well, said, will a 16 work? And they said probably closer to 17 would be better. So you split the difference. Yeah. <laughs> That's how my mind works. You probably have to be 16 and 5'8", so it leads further, further towards the 17. I'll, I'll tell them the 5'8". <laughs> the, the, hey. I'll do it. They, the women like the five eights. Oh, the fucking, shit. You know, it's all, it's all relevant, right? Yes. Measure all of it. Yeah. And then people say I'm five, eight. No, I'm five, eight and a half. Nice. <laughs> Mason just went, I think, you, you know that I think, I think Mason just got five, eight and a half at his physical for football. Remember our bet, right? Yeah, I do. We have a hundred dollar bill that Mason will be taller. Right now, <laughs> right now, Mason is 13, 14, 13. And he's five eight, same height as me, I guess. Five eight and a half. Yep. And you're six two. Yep. My bet is he'll be taller than Jake. Hundred bones. Remember that. We should have set like an age limit. There's no age limit. I mean, when he's eighteen, he's done growing. I don't know, dude. I Lane, got well, Lane maybe grew, the height, maybe height wise. Lane grew after he's eighteen, so you yeah. don't really know. Yeah. But I'll, I'll give you eighteen as the cutoff. I didn't fill out into this physique. 
until several years after 18. I fucking came out like a bowling ball. <laughs> My mom still hates me for it. <laughs> Dude, we are so oh, wide up. as I am tall. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, I'm not even drinking. Square pants. Reminds me of SpongeBob Square Pants. Wide as I am fucking tall. Oh shit. All right. Well, let's I'm gonna try to make mine simple because I've had a lot of different tinkering builds along the way. But yeah, just I'm, a couple years. We went back a couple years. I'm just gonna go with what I hunted with. And the first the two years ago I hunted with a fucking 30 Nosler plus P that you guys built, mm-hmm. the Smurf gun. That and one shot good, dude, didn't it? Oh, it still shoots good. I still have it. And I look at it all the time going, damn, fucking 6UM came along and messed this <laughs> thing up. It like talks to me, use me, touch me. Please. Well, give you give your bullet and velocity and barrel length so these guys know for that okay. 30 nozzler. 30 nozzler, it's a blue gun. We call it the Smurf on Rock Slide. Um, it's a uh, 30 nozzler plus P. That, that's the one we did that that Patriot Blue. Patriot Blue. Okay, okay. That was LRH. Smurf Manners blue. LRH. It's a Manners LRH stock. Yeah. It's a um it's god dang it, it's a uh not the bumblebee, the vampire. Yeah. Aluminum action. It's a twenty-two inch spiral fluted uh benchmark barrel. It's got the uh super super seven hundred trigger. Right now it has a Nikon or has a Night Force NX8 on it. Anyways, 22 inch barrel shot a 215 at 3015. 30, nice. So that's a pretty fast 22 inch barrel. Oh yeah. And definitely was not stepping on it, but it it's relatively light. I think the whole gun up is nine and a half pounds, which when you get into 30 plus P, the, the interesting part is I ran a rum. I know you didn't because you ran everything on the chip. But I ran a rum damn near the same velocity. I ran 89 grains of 570. Do not run that in a 30 Nosler. No. I ran 89 grains of 570 with that 215. It's because plus it's plus peed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it still <clears throat> probably could do 90, and 91. That's every fuck. I don't even think it'll fit. I think that's as much as will physically fit. Jake has our interested. Again, this is Jake. Just don't do this at home. Jake, this is Jake's philosophy. Like with the, the UM. It's thirty dollars or plus P. Just fucking fill it with five seventy to the shoulder and five seventy and fucking shoot it. It's exactly where it likes to be. It works fucking perfect almost every time. But I think that's the most. That may be the most that we could fit in there. I'm doing ninety eight grains in that rum. Mm-hmm. You're fairly. You're quite a bit shorter than that rum. I don't yeah. know. It's going to be close to where you can fill it to, but that's right where it wants to be. Yeah, I used that gun. I shot an elk with it. I shot a bear with it. What I don't, I do not like that LRH stock. I don't shooting just, it. I don't like the feel of it. Like the new one that just came in that I Pro Hunter. The Pro Hunter. You're gonna buy a Manners, buy that one. Uh-huh. Feels a lot better in your hand. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of the LRH, but that's just me. I got little dick beaters. I got short arms. Um, I do like the way that the cheek piece is you can kind of modular. It's not a big heavy piece and the gun's somewhat light. Mm-hmm. But just didn't fit me. Didn't love it. Interesting. But uh after that I built a well, Dallas built me a rebuilt me a six psalm six five psalm sorry shot a few deer with that it was a carbon benchmark barrel mm. i think that was the one that i had on the table that we talked about the other day that i thought was, it was damn heavy, heavy as fuck yeah. heavy heavy yeah. yep and i had a um axial precision carbon stock which i do really like that stock um the action oh the action was a ti summit ti summit well now it's pure precision action yeah, that was the infamous barrel off, barrel on, not shooting again, something, something. Yeah, so I, I people say, oh, fluting doesn't hurt barrels. Well, I had that, like, helical, I don't know what you call it, helical or... Spiral? No, I remember I had those holes. What are those called? Those little, look like a honeycomb on the barrel. Okay. Honeycomb, and you guys pimped it out. With oh, the yeah, green. yeah, to match the bolt from the Mesa. Yep. From the pure Matched precision. It, and it was like rock side zombie green. Anyways, shot awesome. Yeah, honeycomb was right. Yeah, honeycomb yeah. all down the barrel looked awesome. Honeycomb, something happened with that was came back and just didn't fucking came shoot back afterwards. and it fucking would shoot like you shoot a ten shot group. Say, oh, you shoot into a cone. Well, this was like a four inch cone, mm. and I could never get it to shoot again. So you can overflute it, and the honeycombs are different than a spiral yeah. or a diamond. 
So anyways, I had that braille turned off. Der Dallas put me together. Shot fantastic. Jake, uh, Jess, we worked up a load, shot 147s into a tight little freaking .45 shot group. People say every day, all day. Well, I did it four times in a row. I shot a sub five inch, sub .5 inch group with 147s. Mm -hmm. And then I tried those McGuire's. And actually, mm -hmm. Jim Carr's daughter shot two deer with those McGuire's with it. And I shot nothing with it. I didn't kill anything with that gun. How did they do on the deer, the McGuire bullets? This is a weird thing is one ran like 400 yards and one ran a, almost the same shot. Both bedded deer, both under 250 yards. And this bullet was doing, I think, 3250. Hmm. It was a 125 McGuire. One, I don't know, went 50 yards and one went, I don't know, three or 400. Hmm. You had to shoot it again. So interesting. It is interesting. And, uh, that takes a whole different topic, but we're going to be talking more about copper bullets on here pretty soon. Um, that bullet, I didn't kill nothing with it because, like you say, I like to take long walks in the dark with my rifle. If it shot that fucking good with those 147s, why, why aren't you using that right now? Oh, I sold it. <laughs> <laughs> this gun shot consistent well, five-shot well, groups under half inch, but yeah, I got rid of it. You know, well, I got talked out of it. You know, you're making ammo for him. Who bought it? <clears throat> Jim. Oh, okay, okay, that's right. Yep. Yeah, we sent him some samples of your load, and he said yep. it hammer, so we were loading them up more. Oh, it had, dude, that was one of the, probably one of the best car, you know, people, we just bitching about car. So you were taking care day. of Jim. You were getting rid of it just to take care of Jim, basically. Yeah, we did a horse trade. Uh -huh. <laughs> so his daughters needed a light. He was packing around a fucking 12-pound 6.5 PRC, yeah. and that gun all up is like eight and a half. Yeah. And he asked, uh, so we anyways, did some horse trading, so it'll... I like guns to go because I, I don't want them to sit in the safe. I got that blue gun in the safe. Fucking awesome gun. You guys did an awesome job building that. It just sits there. I was looking at a 6.5 and Jim said, do you have a gun you'd sell me that's really light for the girls? And I'm like, fuck, this is perfect. Yeah. And I know he's going to use it. Yeah. So anyways, I didn't shoot anything with that. Sold it. Now it's sold to Jim. So now it's probably going to kill lots of stuff. Daughter's going to kill a lot of things with it. And Jim. Jim said it's for his daughters, but it's kind of like the gun for you and the gun and the gun uh, for Jess and the gun for Jess Tanya. <laughs> they all end up getting shot by us. Uh -huh. um, anyways, then I got into the, when I get into 33 XC, yeah. about that. Which is also a hammer. Yep. I'm trying to think. So you just have like a great luck streak with hammers. Dude, 30 X, the 33, we just shot it. And these bullets have been in there. You know, people say that the copper sticks to the welds brass. To the, the bullet welds to the neck. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't on some bullets, but this particular one, it's shooting 117 grains of 570 with 300 grain OTMs, burger OTMs, and the ES, because we shot 12 bullets, the ES over the whole 12 bullets was 14. Damn. And the group was, I'll try to get a group picture for the thing, the group was like two different people shooting it, and uh, I think I shot three and he shot five. We shot at the same target. I think the group was like 0.7. Well, think about that. Yeah. 0.7 plus it's a 338, so it's a fucking big, what a big fucking hole anyway. cannon. Two different dudes shooting it, and it did not fit him at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyways, that gun is a hammer. And I'm trying to think if I've actually shot anything with it, and I don't think that I have. Hmm. We've killed a bear. Killed elk. a bear with yours. Yeah, bear and elk for sure. Yeah. That kill elk got hit in the ass and died. Yeah, and the guts flew out of the bear you hit with it. Yeah, the bear just basically lost his entire chest. And yeah, so that's what I'm using. And now I'm going to actually, my, I say my hopefully soon to, you know, one day son in law, he drew an awesome elk tag, but he's six, seven, and his two arms. So we're going to put a Bravo chassis on it. So he's going to shoot that uh, 33, 33 UM on that hunt. So he can pop the cherry so to speak with huh. the 33xe nice and then the last two years last year and a half i've been using last year and a half last 13 14 months been using that 6um what happened with that you had a 338 can that you were going to test on the xc oh, for somebody hell yeah. yeah actually i uh i tested two different cans the first one i can't tell you which one it is but right. i blew the guts out of it the first shot <gasps> completely blew the guts out of the can with a 33 XE, wow. the first shot. So I asked AB, because they have a 338 can, if I could try theirs. They sent me one. I have probably 30-something shots through it. It's taking it like a champ. Really? It'll How be about recoil difference? Oh, it's fucking... It's kicking your ass. Yeah, it has a five-port 
TI Pro on it right now. And it's, when I put that can on there, it's probably, I don't know, 70% more felt recoil with Fuck. the can. One of these days, we're going to, somebody's going to horse trade for a rifle and we're going to build. If any of you listening want a rifle built and you have the ability to build a badass sled where we can test recoil for right, you know, there's several YouTube videos with a sled on there, but if you could build something really badass, we'd, uh, we'd build you a rifle or, you know, a better way. If there's or a, way a better that, way of testing, yeah. Testing for, you know, the felt recoil. Because mm-hmm. I've seen lots of them. We're just not really smart. Uh, not we need like some that. some smart guys to make it a, it needs to be like a rock slide bomb, rock slide shoot to hunt bomb proof test that somebody cannot argue with. Yeah. If you know a way to test recoil, even those sleds, I think those sleds have merit mm-hmm. because you can repeat it Yeah, and it's cutting air. But if you haven't know another way, anyways, get a hold of us. Because mm. I would love to see, I would love to see not only brakes and I'd like Maybe to see it needs cans. Maybe be like maglev, like the fucking rifle platform magnetically <laughs> levitates on the fucking, you know what I mean? So zero friction. Yeah. Then they can argue about the friction for, on this versus this. I would really like to see that. I would like to see it not only with our, there's a lot of bullshitters out there on brakes. Yeah. Because I've had a lot of brakes and I've had a lot of brakes against ours on guns. And I know, I'm not saying ours is number one. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying people are claiming that their brakes are number one, but what are they comparing that to? Mm-hmm. Are they comparing it? We've already been on this all the, the whole radio. We did the muzzle brake yeah, podcast, yeah. Th- I, again, but it pops up all the time. Which muzzle brake should I get? And these fuckers will go on there and they'll say, you should get this one. This is the only one I've had and it's great. Yeah. How do you know it's great? Hey, it's all, it's just about recoil control. Yep. But I'd also like to do it not only with cans, but not only with uh, brakes, but with cans. Yeah. Cause some of those cans just don't feel like the same, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't know how that works. Now you have some coming out like Thunder Beast is coming out with kind of like the silencer code with a uh, break on the end of it. And they mm-hmm. said it makes it quieter. I think it's dead air has the e-brake, mm-hmm. which looks like a radio brake to screw on. And Pew Science, I believe, did tests. Don't quote me on that. And it's quieter. And yeah. It just blows my mind. 419 has that modular suppressor deal, too, where you can choose the length of the suppressor and then put the brake on the end if you want. Seems to be pretty popular. Yeah, there has to be like a middle ground where it's quiet and it cuts more recoil. Mm-hmm. Because the 33XC, that's 10 and a half pounds in it. You know how the can is a huge, long push, mm-hmm. and it's a violent, huge, long push with that 33XC. Yeah. But I will say this, AB said it would hold up, and it's held up. Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of application, though, a suppressor, it, it, if it's pushing on you that hard in a hunting scenario, that's not. No, you want to spot your own hits. Yeah. That's the, the only goal. thing it's going to allow you to do is hear your hit. You ain't going to see shit. No. There's no fucking way you could spot your own hit with that 10 and a half pounder. Maybe there's somebody out there that can. I don't know anybody yeah. that can. Yeah. I did say recoil control was the only part of a break, but really it's muzzle rise also. Muzzle rise and recoil. Yeah, mitigation. You know, recoil mitigation. It's a big word. It is. Because control word. is not really a, it's not controlling it. It's it's reducing it and mitigating Mitigation it. management. But the recoil part is, you know. That's why people are putting a brake on. Well, yeah. And, well, 33XC is a little bit, like I said, it's an outlier. It's most people aren't packing around 10, 11 pound 33XCs. Mm-hmm. But if you run the numbers, oh, it's a, even at 24 inch barrel, yeah. 3,100 feet per second. Yeah. Cause ours was 3090. That was the average. Yeah. It's, it's, it's scary. <laughs> All right. And then the six UM, I built the six UM. Um, Jake's guys built, you built it one and you built another one. Yep. And then I'll talk about the, the one I'm hunting with this year, but the six UM Jake built, that was the an, inaugural. Is that the word? That was the first inaugural is good. Yeah. Inaugural. And that was built on a McGowan 22 inch McGowan 20 inch barrel spiral. Oh, that was the gay fucking barrel with the, what do you call that shit on the end of it? Dog nut. <laughs> okay. So Jake thinks this is stupid, but this is actually pretty smart by barrel companies. When they do their contour, they leave the end of the barrel at the muzzle end contoured big enough to run five eighths threads. It's fucking genius. It is the ugliest shit. You know, you put the ugliest fucking suppressors on the end of you your rifle too, though. So no, it's ugly when you have a can on there. Fugly. Fugly. So, moving on. <laughs> it's a Tika. So Tika action, bulletproof action. I put it on a hunt 26, which 
I out of the all the chassis I've used, I do like the Hunt Twenty Six out of the lightweight chassis. It's the one that fits the best. I did think the little rail piece with those little tiny screws would come apart. And yep, after, I don't know, 30, 40 shots, they came apart. I locked tied them on. 600, 700 something shots. They never came loose again. So the stock did what it said it was going to do. I am not a huge chassis fan. You'll see with the new 6UM, I'm going back to a stock. Maybe someday somebody will build a chassis that I do love. I, and I shouldn't say I don't. I do like a Bravo. The problem with the Bravo is it's fucking three pounds, one ounce. This goes back to the, we just had this fucking argument on the phone. Like what, what makes a chassis a chassis and what makes a stock a stock without clearly defined specs of what is what, like is a stock just all composite with no metal. That's what, that's what makes it a stock. So with the arc rail, is it not a stock anymore? Is it take on attributes of a chassis? In my opinion, you know, like I told you before, a chassis is something that's utilitarian. You can bolt on, it'll fit lots of people. Mm. You don't necessarily have to bet it. To wear a stock, you got to bet it, and you it won't fit lots of people. It's more individual-based, and you can't bolt lots of shit on it. Mm. I, don't I think that's we're right. blurring the line between stock and chassis at this point with things like... Uh, the Bravo does. Well, let's say, for example, you take a Manners LRH, and you, you order it with the mini chassis, which is just the area that the action sits into. Heavy as fuck at that point. It's got an adjustable cheek piece, adjustable length of pull, let's just say. And it's got a full arc rail on the front. Now that takes on a lot of attributes of a good chassis. Yep. But it's still a fucking stock. It is a carbon laid. It's a, it's a layup mold. It is a carbon shelled stock. The Bravo? No, I'm talking about the Manners LRH. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking like take a Manners LRH and put the mini chassis from Manners into it so that the action sits in a mini chassis. So just that word mini chassis almost kind of tells you what determines it to be a chassis or not. Is is the action bolting through laying on composite or is it laying on metal? Do you generally bed the mini chassis? A chassis in general, the answer is no. But when you get to large magnums in a chassis that you can't bed, you end up having issues with movement. The only way is to make have a long action that the action has been designed to perfectly mate with the chassis. <laughs> That's gotcha. the perfect solution. Yeah, I. you could debate this all day. To me... Chassis are utilitarian, generally made out of metal, and but there is blur, the Bravo blurs the line, like you said that adjustability and V block for the action, yep. basically. So the action's going into some metal form with a V block that requires you not to always have to bet it. Yep. Adjustability, length of pull, cheek piece, arc of rails, bolt on shit. You know, which one do you think? Because everything for me, as you well know, and reading on Rockside is trending towards bulletproof. Which one's more bulletproof, in your opinion? Between the Hunt 26 and the XLR? Just chassis. Let's just start with that, because those are the only two hunting weight chassis, yeah. in my opinion. To, to me, XLR is way better than a Hunt 26. Bulletproof. Sorry, MDT. Bulletproofness. And even just if you hold them up looking at them, one is sexy, one is not made, not that the other one's not sexy, but it's one is all metal and one is not. You know, and lightweight is key, but when you have a, a composite forend that holds your bipod that is supporting the front of your rifle, it doesn't look utilitarian or, or bomb proof at that point. And we cracked one, so Yeah, we bent one on the thirty three XC. I uh I agree with you. Here's the deal is you gotta test them out too. For some reason, Matt's gonna kill me again for saying this, but I do not shoot an XLR well, and I don't know why. Huh. And I shoot. Yeah, but you were kind of you were kind of attributing that to the pistol grip idea, the non-neutral thumb position. Yeah, but the Hunt Twenty Six, I shoot better. <clears throat> yeah. And I was like, maybe I maybe I'm wrong. Well, I went back and tried to shoot the XLR again, and and I'm saying I'm a one-off because I know lots of people that shoot it well, but I shoot for some reason. I'm grip in the heat of the moment. I'm death gripping that. I don't know. I'm death gripping that that uh, pistol grip or not, but I pull right a lot shoot right a lot to where I don't do that with the Hunt 26. It doesn't make any sense, mm. but I would agree with you. If one had to be my go to war rifle, it would yeah. be the XLR and, and XLR has the, you have the ability to bed the front lug, which is nice. So we pretty much bed the front lug on anything, but a Creedmoor. 
you know, just for that little extra security and it, it helps keep that front action screw. Some people call it guard screw, but front action screw tight. What's your guys' thoughts on bonding that bitch to the chassis? I mean, for the for the guy like this, you know, for this rifle that's in the middle of the table right now, this is a rifle this guy purchased all as one piece. It's, it's not an afterthought. Everything's put together at one place. And he's not going to sell it. It literally, you know, has his name on the side of it. He's not getting rid of it. And the reality is whether you had a perfectly mated action to a chassis because of machining or mm. you had a full-length bedded chassis with an action in there, you know, it's going to shoot better. I mean, to, to get the most, like the bench press guys will tell you, to get the most accuracy possible, gluing that bitch in there is gonna is, is the solution. Have you done that for anybody yet? Mm -mm. Yeah. Not a straight up, like, let me, let me uh, you know, two-part epoxy it together. In other words, like when we bed an action to a, a stock, we spray mold release on the action. If we did not spray mold release and proceeded to full-length bed it, it could just be there forever. It's not going to come apart. So, I mean, it can be done. Imagine you're going to have a few coming soon. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then I'm building what I'm going to hunt with this year is a uh, Tika that we sent off to nitrate. I shouldn't say we. Jake sent it off to nitrate with his screws. Ryan's basically subtly asked these little things here or there. Would you order me a 22 UM reamer? <laughs> Next time you send nitrate, would you just send a Tika action? Yeah. Why not? Would you just order me that barrel? Put my name on one of those. It's and a regular thing. Jake's fucking good guy and fucking does it. I fucking appreciate it immensely. Tay Tay, red carpet. Uh, <laughs> I can't argue. Uh -huh. uh, anyway, so he sent that off. It came back, the, but it came back better than we thought it would. Oh, I did, dude. It's If, if you're contemplating nitriting your Tika, it is fucking smooth. It is slick. Slick, slick. Usually it's about, so So we, we go through blacknitride.com. You guys can do it yourself. Tear your fucking action down and send it in. It's about 150. It was either 150 or 200 bucks is what they're going to charge you just to do the action without any other nitriding involved. Uh, but it was worth it. It's pretty sweet. It is. And I'm going to run that 16 and a half inch benchmark. Five eights. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to do 16 and five eights inch benchmark barrel. It's a number four. We just sent it off to Carl to get it fluted, spiral fluted. Number four is a 630 muzzle OD. It's pretty thin. Can I run a, I'll run a 5.8 though, won't it? Uh, here we go. What is five divided by eight? No, it doesn't 625. go 625. 625, so we can do it. No. I think it's thicker on the end of that one because it's short. It could be. It I might not we, be. I think we looked it up. We asked him, it's seven. Seven. I think it's seven on that because it's short. Okay, so it would have been 630 at the 26-inch mark. Yep. That's not, yeah. Some some barrel manufacturers do it no matter what the length is. That's where they're going to finish. But others, and other, it gets progressively wider the shorter the barrel is. Yeah, so I, I think we You'll did. You'll be good. Anyways, we did a number. It's going to be 700. Anyways, it's going to be 16 and 5 eighths. Going to have that diligent defense suppressor. The Tika, it's going to have the new Tika rings, which are badass. The new Tika level, which is badass. Probably going to run that Trigicon 3 to 18 because I'm going to keep it light. And it's going to probably run the stocky stock on it at first. I don't like that stock. <laughs> at first. It's it's too shiny and smooth. We're going to do that. We're going to take that off. We need to like scuff the shit out of it. Well, we got to figure out a way to get some. You said there's some bed liner mold you can get on it. Yeah, we'll just use like straight up like Rhino bed liner and tape off some panels of the stock and spray a bit and then Cerakote over everything. You can pick where you want the texturing. Be good. Yep, and I'm going to shoot us the 115D tack. I'm not going to shoot the heavy flutes because that's what blew the frick or the heavy nose ring because that's yeah. what blew the can up. So I'm going to use the 20 thousandths. Uh, it's a seven twist, so it's still going to RPM. I think if I had an eight twist, you might be able to get away with those heavy cuts. But uh, I think I can get 32, and it's going to be um, what's the HBN coated bullets. Okay. So be a little slick. I don't. I want to run a test. I haven't ran this by Jake, but I'm sure he'll be good with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run it non-plus peed. I'm going to get a stable load, and then we're going to plus peed and see what it does for it. 16 inches. Why you always got to stir the shit? Why can't you just pick something and go with it? Well, now I'm wondering, because we had a barrel burned down in 200 rounds, uh -huh. but he fireformed it in a really weird way. Okay. He did that fireforming, and I can't remember. I don't want to bullshit people. Where, however he did it, basically flame that little plus piece section. He'd fucking burn it out. Yeah. 200 rounds, 198 rounds. The fucking thing was, it looked worse than mine at 700 rounds. 
Didn't we say something about the the barrel brand too? You know, the metal, the metal, something else may have. It could have been a bad barrel. Yeah. I don't need to name who it was. No, it, but just, it could have had something to do with it. Could have been a bad barrel. It looked <laughs> the alligator like that firecracking to get the alligator, you know, pilled paint look. Mm-hmm. It was at least twice as bad as my 700 round barrel. Hmm. Yeah. So. Which is still, did yours quit shooting at any point or? I, I had a little tear today. I gave it to the, <laughs> I fucking gave it to the load, Nick, the load guy, load dev guy. For, for, yeah, and for uh, I gave him a little tear because it's a fire former now. And the last time I shot it, I hit a rock at 1200. I was like, you poor little bastard. <laughs> You're going to a life of violence. <laughs> he will be rough on it. Or, or his kids will be rough on it. Yeah. Pow. Just shooting into a barrel all day long. Yeah. But anyways, that's the goal. That's where we're at now. I'm, it's going to be like eight and a half. It's going to be sick. Eight and a half pounder with a suppressor. Mm. It's as close as I can guess. Mm. I'll be probably a little. Le- My three hundred rum is eight and a half pounds all dressed out. Yeah, that TK action is a little heavy. Oh, that's right. That's right. But it's going to be right there. Eight and come out pounds. with like a program just to lighten those up a bit. Do some little pocketing. Not all the way through. Kind of like that. Maybe. Well, we did that Dioni. You podcast with Dioni and he oh, showed right, you what right. he did to his. He opened up the top. Which, I don't know. No, knocks off four or five ounces. Well, next time we'll do. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do what we can on one, and then I tried it. See what happens. Oh, there'll probably mm. be a next one. <laughs> no, this is the last. Remember, you just said it's going to. Well, be then some asshole had to make a six five seven PRC. Oh, that will be exciting. <laughs> and once I give you the numbers on it, when we do this other one, look. Like th- what I want to know is like the re- I'm all in on the six UM. You already had one of those pro hunters with your name on it in a medium, which is basically what I'm going to do. That's going to be a Tika. We just be, oh, Tikaka. I'm going to start telling you that the only way we're going to build your rifle is on a, a Vesper. A, a Vesper. <laughs> the re- the thing on the I don't know. I'm kind of hooked in the Tikas now, but the six yeah. UM is fucking. I'm going to hunt. I'm going to kill elk. I'm going to shoot them where they lay, right wherever I think the conditions are right, but. Dude, 156, I already seen the damage that little bastard does. And a 147 is no slouch either. Mm-hmm. And if you're pushing that sucker, well, that 20, like a 20 inch, I don't know what it'll do, like mm-hmm. 32 something. Hers is going to be like 21. Oh, yeah. Hers is 6.5. The Psalm side of that plus. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. On Are my you? side, maybe we use that. You know, I ordered a 16 inch, same barrel as yours, but a number five. That'll come? be coming. That hasn't come yet, but it'll be coming. In 6.5? In six five number five barrel, we can flute that and use that on that build. Oh, dude, I would like to see the. Yeah, it might be t- <laughs> yeah dude, that made it move a little. <laughs> I felt the tingle, <laughs> dude. I just like I and I keep going back to this. I was with Jim when freaking his kid shot it, and people lose their minds. But she's a hell of a shot. Conditions right. I called the wind. She killed an elk at ten thirty with a one forty seven s six five PRC doing like. Twenty nine seventy. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a sixteen incher doing freaking thirty one? Mm-hmm. Little tiny guy. Yeah. So, yeah, we can give it a go. We can even take one of those ace barrels and do like a cutoff. You know, from twenty six yeah. down to sixteen, we could do one of those tests. Are you going to plus p that? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Fucking like it. I'm going to just do it though. I'm not going to fuck around with not doing it and then do it later. I'm Dude, just going to make a decision. It's for science. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We, so, all, we all know it works. Well, I just want to know what it'll do without it. Yeah. Because nobody has, who, who's fucking built a six millimeter, 16 inch barrel with that much horsepower? <sighs> no human with a normal brain. That's what Carlock said again to me. <laughs> He's like, you're out of control. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's all I got. And I thought, man, this isn't going to last very long. We're at an hour three. So well, did a good job. I don't know what we talked about. Yeah. We talked about a lot of shit. A little bit of bullshit. Anything else exciting? Anything else coming down the pipe? Anything you want to talk about? Uh, always projects. The Tika rings are doing phenomenal. We're already on, you know, hundreds of rings have been sent out to this point and pretty much proven bomb proof uh, through drop testing. So if you've been looking at those, uh, basically it's a it's a ring that'll work on a 16 or a 17 millimeter dovetail, which also applies to air guns and whatnot. So if you guys are in the air gun market, uh, those will work well. But yeah, that's the newest product. And what's the build lead time now? Somebody asked uh, that the other day. Exactly 12 weeks at the moment. So the moment everything is here, we'll give you a rifle in 12 weeks, done, shot, load developed, all that good stuff. Um, what's mm-hmm. the uh, Cerakote lead times? About six weeks for Cerakote. Um, oh, we should talk about, we got that Half-Ass Hunter Academy thing 
going oh, yeah. and coming pretty quick. We're going to have, we don't have every detail, but we're going to have an event here. <clears throat> you can come learn. I don't know how much you want to give out. Learn lots of shit. Oh, it's not the secret. So there'll be, there'll be eight two hour classes across Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we have about half the speakers already confirmed. And once we get the other half confirmed, we're going to put a flyer together and start doing some marketing here and it'll be well ahead of time. It'll be yep. early spring. We're looking at May. What was that weekend? I tell you May 5th. Let me look right here. I think it's the first weekend in May. May. That is May 4th and 5th. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can still have tacos on fucking Cinco de Mayo, but we're going to do some learning too. We'll have a taco truck out here. Taco truck. You mean you'll, and you're going to throw in some kickers for like Cerakote. Yeah. So we're going to do 50% off retail on Cerakote, single color only, in person only, just for the weekend. Kind of give you a little bonus to come in and bring a box of shit you want to get done, all torn down. Uh, we're going to do 20%. We're going to do basically dealer cost on rails and brakes and rings, but only in person. Yep. Uh, we're going to have vendors on site. We're going to try to get all the local companies and partners that we have to come out here and put some tents up and whatnot. But really, the big draw for me is the education. I'm excited to do some learning. We already have four really good classes set up. Um, yeah, and it's not like run of the... What I, I've been to lots of little things, and I don't like... Where I go somewhere and I think, well, shit, I already knew three quarters of that. Mm-hmm. I think this will be something that will actually, you'll learn something from each class. And it's not going to be just a, a generic, oh, wilderness medical type of thing. It's going to be from a dude who is a, a firefighter EMT that's been hunting his whole life and, and what he actually brings with him, what he leaves in the truck just in case. And it's going to be so real life experience versus just a generic yep, he does class hel- helicopter. you go to. Yep, helicopter rescues. Uh, yeah. I mean, stuff that you're going to leave and say, yep, I learned something. Yeah, or yeah, I'm going to quit carrying that fucking Band-Aid or whatever the hell I had in my pack that I've been carrying around for 10 years. And yeah, so I think a lot of valuable uh life experience hunting experience during the class is going to be pretty awesome yep first annual first annual yeah so we'll be doing it every year uh, obviously it's going to cost something we don't really know what the price structure will be at this time but you'll be able to sign up for one class or 10 classes or whatever you want mm-hmm. um, but there'll be a lot of other bonuses coming out here too uh, it's gonna be awesome and the name's pretty slick half-ass hunter academy ha-ha <laughs> yeah ha-ha <laughs> for short so when you guys see that logo come out it's literally the back half of a donkey with just the head right so it's half the ass yep thank you jerry shaw yeah he did a good job and we do know for you for, for you guys we do know there's some other half-ass stuff out there but this is specifically Half-Ass Hunter Academy. We own the .com. It'll be a shoot-to-hunt product, and we're pretty freaking excited about it. Yep. That it? Yes, sir. All right. As always, get a hold of us. Tell us what we're doing right and wrong at shoot-to-hunt podcast at shoot-to-hunt.com. Remember, it's the number two, not the letters two. And you can find us on Instagram at shoot-to-hunt, and go and look at our latest film, our rock slide bear hunting film on YouTube. And subscribe. And again, comment. Even if you don't like what we're doing, comment. We'd like to hear your freaking comments. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks.